0: going on dj nation kenny kim here bringing you another fantasy golf Generous podcast this week for some tournament and i can't remember that's the way it starts we were talking about so much shit before this pod began it's going to be for the fedex st jude classic as usual i am here with my partner in crime tyler Tamberley. tyler what is up my friend missed you last week we're back it's good to be back thanks to bear off as always we're
1: filling in, we got a lot to talk about here. Not really. We'll talk about this event, Lucas Glover's thing. We'll go through, break it down. Obviously, nice win for him yesterday. A little choke action for Russell Henley. RIP to all those Henley tickets out there. But before we get into it, I want to remind everyone very quickly: this show is brought to you and presented by Prize Head on over to PrizePicks.com. Use promo code MMN. Get yourself a hundred percent deposit bonus up to your first hundred dollars. And Kenny, I mentioned it, so I missed you last week, but I didn't. I didn't love last week's event, but uh, in the end. Lucas Glover gets the job done. Good for him. Nice scene at the end. Him and the kids and family and everybody out there. But overall, uh, not the most exciting golf, in my opinion, at least, down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully you guys listened last week. Because every time Barrow comes in, he just picks winners. Yes. Uh, He picked Glover the win. He picked Bryson the win on the show Uh, last week. I think he picked the winner when he took my place uh, and was with Tambo about a month, month and a half ago, I think. Uh, We tend to have less viewers when Ryan's on the show uh, most of the time just because Tyler's not on and you know, everyone wants to watch the goat. It's understandable, but you should probably listen and watch when barrels comes on because he has been on a little bit of a heater when he's been on the show. So, so kudos to him for picking the winners on both tours, uh, this past week. Uh, the event itself, I watched a little bit on Thursday and Friday. I tried to watch on Sunday, but on Saturday I got tore up. I, I I'm getting really old. Uh, I've realized this, um, So Saturday night, you know, I had a few drinks and I played a bunch of darts and like the way I play darts is I sort of lean forward on my, all my weights on my right foot, you know, typical dart, whatever stance. Uh, I played for about two or three hours and then I woke up on Sunday and I could barely walk. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why am I so sore? And I guess it's because of all the. The weight that I put on my right foot when I when I play darts. And it just shows how fucking god-awful of shape uh, that I'm in. Uh, not god-awful enough for me to do anything about it. But uh, but except feel the pain uh, of my body when I do certain things that I shouldn't be doing. But it's fucking darts and I'm sore. So I, I woke up Sunday morning, I ended up watching of it. I got hammered the night before. So I, I ended up watching towards the end uh, with a few naps in between. Uh, it was really bad luck for Henley though, right? I mean, three straight bogeys uh, to lose the event. But I mean, it, right after he missed like a really short eagle putt on 15, and then 16 comes along and he just gets the worst luck in the world. Like he hits it on the green, the ball rolls off the false front and rolls into like, a moon crater divot yeah like not even like a normal divot like uh, it, uh, it was like four feet underground his ball i it was crazy i'd never seen a divot like that before <laughs> and the way i guess what happened is so many people all those balls end up in the same spot right uh rolling off the green they all funnel to that one spot and god he got so fucked i felt bad for him uh you know, he 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 pars one of those. What he he ties, right? They go to a playoff, right? Or he lose by two. I don't but know. Right. Lost, lost by two in the end, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. But still, uh, I mean it was, it was tough. It was it was tough. Henley was my highest own golfer last week. So of course, uh that hurt uh that he didn't win. I did have Glover, but not as much as I needed. Um I, I mean, it was a fine event. I, that course is is very low key tough. Uh, you know, you see a lot of bunched up scores, you know, a handful of guys double digit on pars, but if you're struggling uh at Sedgefield, you're not really going to improve. Uh it's tough to improve. Uh it's tough to get your game back there. You saw a lot of really bad scores uh that missed the cut. Uh and then of course you had the, the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is, you know, it was exciting. I mean, trying to watch JT do what he did, uh, and miss that that chip. I mean, God, it's gotta hurt. He finished 71st, need to be in the top 70. He holds that out. He makes it. Now, the problem is he's going into the final round knowing what he needs to do, and he loses three strokes with his approaches.
1: Yeah.
0: The best part of his game. Um, That's not something that he needed. And it's sort of tough to really try and talk me into putting him on the Ryder Cup team with failing like that because he was so close. And what really fucked him was the best part of his game. He was top 15 in putting uh, for the week, I think. Uh, on the final day, I think he was 11th for the fourth round. Uh, but he lost three strokes with his approaches. And, you know, that's that's not a good sign if you want him on the Ryder Cup. When he knew what he had to do and the best part of his game fails you. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't put him on the Ryder Cup team. I can't do it. I can't do it now. I'd say it's still 50-50. He makes a team just because of speeth and all that stuff. And we don't know what's going to happen with Liv if they're even going to take any players of Kepka. I don't know where Kepka is at. I think he's like six right now. I think he's like in the automatic qualifier. If he jumps out of the top six, I could I would not be shocked if no Liv players made this event. Uh Zach Johnson sort of old school. Uh isn't DL3 on his on his captain season. He's a vice captain, and you know how he feels about live. Um, it's going to be tough, uh, and then of course we see what Bryson did this past week uh, with his new driver, which you know a lot of people were talking shit about. But it's a conforming driver, like it's allowed to be used on the PGA Tour. It's allowed to be used on live, uh, you know. I, I, it's it, it's allowed. Um, I mean, but I mean, making a club where you can hit it off the toe and t- off the heel when you have a hundred ninety mile per hour swing and still hit it down the middle of the fairway. Yeah, Uh, you could say that we're getting to a point where the equipment might be going too far. And I'm not an equipment guy. I'm not a rollback the ball guy. But when a golfer is telling you that he's mishitting his drives and he's hitting it 380 yards down the middle on mishit drives, that's when you're like, okay, how much of this is skill and how much of this is equipment? Because that's crazy that's crazy to miss hit a 190 mile per hour swing speed and be able to hit it down the them it's crazy what do you think what do you think about this passing like lots of stuff happened
1: yeah I, would, I guess what i was saying off the top and others may have taken it differently i thought there was no juice in the fedex cup thing like yes the jt storyline was literally that, was it. that was it and adam scott And then he got a chip at the end that basically lipped out that he fell to the ground and blah, blah. And I love JT. I'm just saying the guy made like his shot he missed the short putt on like 14, whatever it was, he makes the Eagle. And then he plays horrible after that. And he needs that after a terrible tee off the shot off the tee. Like, I don't know. There was no juice in it. There's no real juice to the playoffs for me as a whole. I'm excited. I like this event this week. I was there last year, a different field size cut event last year. Totally different. I get it. But Willie Z's win the destiny shot last year i was there telling him and willing him to the win if you will but that was uh, a great spot to be but for me that's the only real reason i think i like this event like i like the course i like i thought it was solid but i just i don't know man it definitely feels like i'm just waiting for the Ryder cup now Do you and think so- the
0: juice is lower because of the designated events we've had this year maybe you know maybe. what i'm saying like yeah you, you you get maybe like two or three maybe four big time non-major events where you get like you know, prior to this year where you get a, a a great field, then you got the majors and then you get the players. Now this year there was what? 18 of those type of events, right? Yeah. Uh, 14, 14 plus the four majors. I think, I think.
1: And I just maybe, don't
0: remember feeling this. Like, man, I,
1: I know that football's on the horizon. I've been playing DFS and following sports heavily for my whole life. Even before DFS, I'm just saying like in this, especially in the era of me playing DFS heavily in both sports, Am I excited for football? Yes. But I don't remember ever being like this much juice sucked out of these last three events and just being like, I really don't care that much. I care. I'm putting all my effort into these shows. I'm going to be putting my, my same money in to play. Like everything's going to be the same. So I'm dialed in. I'm just, it's a difference though between how much work do I put in and how invested am I versus how much you actually care about these events. Like if I don't see Friday, Saturday, I don't care. Like it just doesn't make me that like, again, and I'm a huge fan. It just doesn't add up for whatever reason this year you might have said it best it might be that factor that you just talked about but i did I not think you, feel it at all this past
0: week. i think you you throw in the signature events and you also throw in the fact that live this year there's been a lot of big name winners um on that tour i mean bryson just won the 58 Kepco's one dj's one cam smith is one um all this year and 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 they they, they you know Kepka won a major we had Patrick Reed, uh, top ten in major. Phil Mickelson finished runner up in a major. It feels like we're missing a lot of good golfers yep. uh, in this, and I think a lot of some of it has to do with going from one twenty five to one to, to seventy because we're missing JT, we're missing Shane Lauer. we're missing uh, Gary Woodland, we're missing Adam Scott, we're missing guys who would normally get in. Billy Horschel probably would have gotten in. And you know what he does during this time. And then we don't have Bryson. We don't have DJ. We don't have Kepka, We don't have Cam Smith. Right. Um, I, I, I think you combine those factors uh, of the success. live being more successful. I wouldn't say live is success. But live is being more successful than last year. And the fact of these signature, signature events. It takes the juice out of this. Now, if they made it for like $40 million, would that change anything? no i don't I mean, know I don't that, think that, so. that
1: actually doesn't move the needle for me much i don't enough, think so either honest. yeah i don't think yeah. so either but one thing you just said that reminded me actually this kenny it's funny you say that because we were talking previous show when you came on and said we were talking a bunch of stuff before the show we did the preview show for before the tur- the tournament of champions so i think it was the last week of december this past year getting excited for this year and i remember your show i did a show with degenerate 75 we talked about which he'll come up in a second because this is one of his guys won the lister league but anyway we, are members saying, what are you most excited for this season? And I said, the designated events. I'm excited because there is more juice to more big events. And I do feel that way. I felt like a lot of those events were solid this year. I do truly believe what you just said is correct, that it's almost the, the live stuff maybe, but the fatigue factor of we've seen all these events, we've seen them, like it's just another one. And, not, and this one the really- playoffs to, aren't
0: special anymore, the right? The playoffs
1: aren't special in golf. Like They're not special. Sports.
0: Exactly. Because yes. honestly, these these first two weeks of the playoffs- would be the best fields we have seen prior to this year. It would have been the best field we've seen outside of majors, more than likely, and the players probably. Uh, These would be like, so if those are the five, these would be like number six and number seven. Like, if you think about it now, especially going from 70 to a no-cut event, 70 to 50 to 30, I mean, it just loses its juice because there's been so many events before. And the big worry is... Are we going to lose the juice on the signature events too? Because they're only, they're almost all no cut. Yeah, uh, The PGA tour is walking a fine line. here. Let, um, let us
1: know in the comments, what you guys think it is. Cause I can't be the only one feeling this way. I mean, I'm so invested yeah. into this sport, you know, from a money perspective, viewing hours, time, things I research and look up all week. I run the tidbits thread. Like I love this sport. I'm saying that for some reason at this point in the season right now with three events to go, who cares? Three events. We'll make, great content we'll get through it we'll have fun with it I'll play DFS I'll bet I'll gamble everything
0: still fun we're gonna degenerate but I can I can understand you and guys like you and Pat and Jeff you know fading a little bit this time of year because NFL is coming up and that's you that's yeah. your biggest thing right yeah. uh and the, you know the thing is I don't do any NFL content uh but you know I my team finally got a new owner like I've never been this no about 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 the commanders uh I don't it's been a decade since rg3's rookie year
1: Probably and then, where then, I yeah. felt
0: this excited, like I'm so pumped for football. Uh maybe maybe that's why I, I I'm I'm in the same boat as you. But, but uh, I'm saying but too,
1: I mean- I'm I'm not burnt out at all. I'm I'm ready to go. I barely put in the work, the hard stuff's coming up. We're getting an NFL. I'm excited. I'm saying it's not burnout, it's I think it's what you said. It's to me. And if I'm just speaking for myself, I'm interested in what people have in the comments. I think there's a fatigue factor now to all of those events that we saw all year long, and now just this is this is the climate, like this is the ending. This is the, the conclusion, I should say. Not the this is the conclusion of the season. Is this? It's just yeah. it doesn't excite me. I'm not I'm not as excited for it. I'm still gonna watch Bet Gamble do it all. I I'm not as
0: excited for it this year. They need to change something up, either either with the tour championship, make a match, but do something. You gotta do something. You gotta change something. And with yeah. no match play being on the schedule next year, either. It's a perfect fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Uh do something to change it. And, and, and like I said, I was before. P.J. Torres is walking a fine line here uh, because, it, you know, if we're feeling the way we're feeling right now and we are two degenerates who love the game, who watch every week and who devote hours of our time each week to this game, um, if we're feeling like we're doing now, once they go no cut on these designated events, these designated events this past year were special. They were special. Like the fields that we got as many times as we've seen it, the guys with a cut it was a this year could be one of the golden years of golf viewing I guess because of these not and I'm not, not I'm not talking about TV coverage they're talking about the events themselves um and they're losing it in a year I, I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen next year um uh, with these with these what 14 events 10 events being no cut it, 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 it can either go really bad or really good. We'll see. I, I can't, I can't for the guys who've been doing it for a long time. Maybe it's not something that we want to see, but for the casuals, maybe it would be good. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see how it p- plays out with TV coverage, the ratings, all that type of stuff. As we get on through this next year, anything else you want to talk about before we move on? No,
1: nope. the, the Listener league, I should note, Cause we're going to swing to that anyway, but it's the second last week. So we'll get to this. So second last week, we'll have it next week at the BMW championship. There will be none for the Tour Championship, and then we'll decide, because the way it sets up, there's, like, eight events between September, October, November that we'll be covering here, but just saying, like, what we either run the Lister League through the swing season, have it at, like, the Sony Open, like the Tournament of Champions is the last one, and then we have the Tournament of Champions the following week. That's kind of the fun way to do it. We run through the TOC to match up, but not run it at our TOC at their TOC because it's a different style of event and then run it mm-hmm. at the Sony Open. That's probably how we'll do it, but there'll be a lot of prizes, cash, tickets, things like that, lots of good things planned. So stay tuned for that. But this is the second last of the regular season that we're getting into regular season playoffs, et cetera. We'll get the swing season involved. We'll let you know details on the Tournament of Champions for the Fantasy Golf Degenerate Sister League once we know more. But that's all really for this week, Kenny. Let's get on to the
0: winner. All right, so the winner is King in the North, skull so i'm guessing this guy is a vikings fan mm-hmm. uh did you watch quarterback on netflix Amber? i'm I'm two episodes in the wife actually likes it she's interested in it she mm. watched some
1: of full swing with me and she's like it's so bound it bounces around too much she's like i don't care about this guy on his p- private jet it was funny because it was like jt and spieth like drawing a card yeah. she's like that that doesn't yeah. even make any sense he's just yeah. gonna guess a card for a thousand bucks like seems so forced <laughs> And then we're watching the other one, and she's like, "This is actually interesting. Like, there's this nice yeah. intro with Peyton Manning. It's mm-hmm. laid out so much better." And I was like, yeah. "Hopefully they they learn from from that and and use that on the PGA one." But I, I thought like the the full swing when we talked about this in the past should have started with the Finau episode. He's known a little bit, not a ton, but they enough. have too many
0: people. I, they they should have. They needed to incorporate everybody in every episode. Yeah, I think so you can follow along with their season. I think full swing, but for quarterback on netflix okay Kirk cousins yeah you know when he played for us i was a big fan and since he left you know just because he left and he didn't i don't even know if he wanted to leave we franchise tagged him for like three fucking years in a row gave him like 80 billion dollars uh but i I never realized how tough that motherfucker is right Mm -hmm. i mean like i don't know you haven't seen it probably but the guy played with like broken ribs for like yeah, the
1: last
0: one, through the first two, but yeah, maybe like, I mean, like, on and like he's the, just such a like a nice fucking guy. Like I became such a huge fan, yeah. like re fandom uh of him on that show. But we're getting off topic here. Uh, just because of uh,
1: King the of the, the North,
0: They're the winner, Skull. So uh I don't know what his avatar is, I can't really see it. But he has Russell Henley who finished in second. Uh, almost twenty-seven percent owned. Good work there, DJ Nation. Uh, Lucas Abrog, who's my fade of the week. Eh, he was like the eighth highest highest-priced golfer. He finished fourteenth. Probably not the best fade. Uh, he was six percent owned. Benny on, uh, runner-up, uh, nine percent owned. Uh, Lucas Glover, of course, the winner, uh, twelve percent owned. Billy Horschel, who had a really shitty Sunday. Uh, he was playing a lot better golf here recently. Um, th- he does that a lot. At this time of the year. Uh he finished fourth. He was 11 percent owned. And Tyler Duncan out of the blue, one point three percent owned. Uh, and of course, he finished in thirty-eighth place. What'd you think the lineup, Channel?
1: Yeah, solid. The uh the, the Avatar is the a uh, cousin of ours, Degenerate 75, degen 75. He's got that logo yeah. up for the showdown hoedown. So I did see, I believe he won one hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars yesterday. So uh listen with that I, lineup. Small consolation for 500, but he won, I believe, 136,000 and change. So congrats to King in the North Skull. Great lineup. Again, this was a week which I'll talk to It's not to go off topic. Congrats to King in the North Skull. We'll see you in the three-man this week. Um, you know, we'll see what it looks like stacking up in a three-man. I'm excited for it. But again, congrats to him. Lineup's fine. But of note, I got to say this because Hutchdog in six ran three of the same lineup. He's a member at Ship It Nation. I looked at him. I said, you're crazy. He ran three of the same lineup and his salary used was $45,000. He left five – like, last week, like, that's the thing. Like, Aberg going back to the winner's lineup, 5.8%, puts up 86 But, like, you didn't – you just didn't need it for 9,300. Like, there were just so many guys that were at that 7K range that just smashed. And if you go back to look at the leaderboard of, like, Glover, Ann, Horschel, Michael Kim, Webb Simpson from the clouds, at a course that he does it, but that's why you can't really say from the clouds. But out of nowhere with form and all, I think he's kind of going off low-key. He still gets it done at Wyndham. Brendan Todd, JT Post, and Svensson. I guess JT was expensive, but other than that, Hoffman, all these other guys down there. So point being, crazy week for that. And then got a shout-out. He tagged as Big easy 952 two-time winner of the Lister League, comes second again and uh, right there in the mix. So congrats to all the winners, all the close calls, but we will see King of the North Skull with his $136,000 in the three-man and back in the streets this week for everything, and he's in the Tournament of Champions
0: already. Yeah, Hutch dog, highest price golf was 8K.
1: Yeah, I looked it okay, up. I, think it's yeah, like, I didn't yeah. really add it up. I think it's around 45K. Uh, I didn't see his response. Uh, it's his three. highest.
0: So, I mean, I had lineups last week that was like 1800 1700 left uh, on the salary cap, but I didn't go to $5,000 left on the salary cap. So, good for him to finish yeah. that high uh, with that lineup. All right. So, let's move on to this week. The FedEx Cup playoffs begin, of course. Top 70 in the FedEx Cup rankings head to Memphis. Uh, for the FedEx St. Jude Championship. The tours played at TPC Southwind for, like, over 30 years. Uh, But this is only the second time it has hosted a playoff event. Um, Recently, the field has been, you know, pretty strong. Last year with the playoff event, the three years prior, this was a WGC no-cut event. Uh, So, you know, strong fields. We've seen here last four years. Uh, So if you're looking at course history, the last four years is probably the most important because you're playing against stellar fields, uh, you know, uh, each time with 70 golfers each time, except last year it was 125. But prior to that, I think it was like 70 to 80 uh, that we saw. So very, very similar uh, what we saw with the WGCs when they did it here. Now the course, TPC 1,000 win, 7,239-yard par 70, four par threes, two reachable par fives. Uh, The course is routinely one of the most, like, 15 most difficult courses on tour. Uh, The back nine is especially rough. Uh, There's a par 5 16th. It's the only hole that plays under par, Um, The par 3, 14th hole is always in the mix for the most difficult par 3 on tour, and the final two holes are very, very difficult. Uh, On average, there are over 200 bogeys or worse on the final two holes every time this tournament comes to town. Now, off the tee, golfers are going to face narrow zoysia grass fairways that are very difficult to hit. Uh, If golfers miss the fairway, which they're going to, they're going to have to deal with some trees, bunkers, and a good amount of water. Uh, Speaking of water, even though it's only in play on about 10 holes, more balls have found the water here at TPC Southwind than any other course on tour since 2003. Uh, TPC Sawgrass is the next closest, still about 1,500 water balls less than TPC Southwind in the same amount of time. Um, Now, the rough, luckily, isn't too tall usually. No, it has been a bit higher during the WGC years and last year as well. Still, it wasn't crazy. So both supremely accurate golfers and golfers, who hit it a mile but don't miss too wildly will have a slight advantage here. Uh, on approach shots, golfers are going to see smaller than average greens with bunkers and water surrounding them. Uh, lots of long par fours on this course, and nearly half of all approach shots come from the 150 to 200 yard range. So, finding golfers in good mid iron games is going to be important. The greens are tough to hit, they're undulating, they use Bermuda grass, and are firm and quick with a stint meter rating of more than 12. Uh, weather can also play a factor. Usually super hot, humid this time of year in Memphis. Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week?
1: I'm going back to the well. Smaller field, but still in the sense of, you know, no cut now, et cetera. But really the same thing. Long-term tee to green and bogey avoidance. Two of the main ones I look at here. I had a great year here last year. I had the Willie Z Call of Destiny. Won the huge bet. I won in DFS that week pretty big. It was solid all around. I remember chasing guys down to get down. I was pushing kids out of the way, Kenny, trying to get to that little green Fuck side them of the kids. Playoff. To get that pitch get out of the way
0: let me watch this shit i'm putting money on this shit money on get out the of the way. I of my I way kids a lot of money on the line so i wanted I to see that live
1: up. yeah so i, I was it, But <laughs> I look at it because like you said the water balls is it's not some it's surprising to some but not really when you know this about this course and i think that's kind of the factor again like some people say guys that avoid water you can't just do off the tee. all these other factors or accuracy all these things i look like bogey avoidance it's huge if you're not if you're not putting in the water, you're not avoiding bogey. So kind of just flip that into reverse. And that's kind of what I've been using these last couple of years here, having some good results. So I'm going to stick to it, but mainly looking at a little bit longer term and then going to tee to green overall and just bogey avoidance as a couple of the main stats, at least.
0: Uh, I know our, our guy, Ron Klaus, right. Um, I I think we used to work with him Rotor Grinders back in the day. I don't know who he's with now. PGA splits one-on-one on Twitter. Great guy. Yeah, At PGA splits one-on-one on Twitter. Uh, he has. It was for an event recently. What's the one with a shit ton of water? Was it 3M? Yeah, three three M has so more water. Than the Day, so, think, so whatever, if you so. go back on his Twitter feed, he has a a model based on like how golfers have played on like water heavy courses. Yeah. Maybe that's something to look at. It's I'm on his Twitter feed. Go check it out. We're, we're the guy, the guy throws out mad great info yeah. every week. If you're not following, you're fucking up right there. So make sure you go follow Ron. Um, I put him number one uh, in the tidbits every week
1: with the same stuff because it's all he's always got his own course notes. Then he's got the course facts and the official scorecard which he pulls. But he also has like one thing a week. He's got more than this, but I'm saying like one that I really like per week, where it's like you said. I think I, it's in my tidbits one week. It was like strokes gained, water balls or yeah. water hazards or something. It's like he puts one special thing that he uses their tools over at vet's for for. And I just kind of like that angle. It's interesting just to, to approach it from that. So always have him in the tidbits. Great guy. Great follow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he comes up with mad great information. If you're not following him, you should. All right, so let's get to these tiers uh, for this week. Uh, 10K range. We got Xander all the way to Scotty. How you doing it this week, Tampa?
1: Yeah, definitely the uh, two of the three up top. I like I like Scotty and Rom. Rory probably will continue to punish me. But in general, it's just fine. Like Go, go back. Scotty's just the best in the world when it comes to Tita Green. So I'm not going away from that usually too, the bogey avoidance factor if i'm just playing it from that angle is people get so tilted about him because he's missing short putts those are putts for birdie those are putts for eagle that he's tapping in for bird like he's not missing a bunch of putts to make doubles and triples and things like that so again gonna play the best tee to green player in the world i'm sure many others will as well there's a lot of options you can go to here i think though too kenny heavy stars and scrubs week obviously i'll be on the show wednesday with mayo uh, that's here recorded live in studio and then we'll be on this channel the mayo media network but just saying in general, we'll look at build types and I can already see what I'd call like the caution zone or the danger zone where people are going to end a lot of lineups. It looks like at least we'll get there, but it's real easy to fit these guys up top. So I'm not going away from that. And then just looking at it. Otherwise, I think probably a battle between Xander and Hovland when it comes to ownership. I feel like it's always Xander though. And I know Cantlay is going to get love for good reason right below him. So if I'm picking a third, it's probably between Hovland and Xander. And I might lean Hovland just with ownership because this week with, like I said, everyone playing these stars and scrubs and limited field and no cut and people taking more chances. I just think I'm already going to have Scotty and, Ro- and Rom. Sorry. It, you're not going to get different that way. It's going to be somebody else up here. So maybe it's Hovland up top or somebody in the nine K range. But those are, those are at least three of the guys
0: that I like up here so far. Before we move on Tam, why don't we, since this is our first no cut event in a while, Right. I can't remember the last one there was. I don't <laughs> we just it,
1: talked it, about it, how there's about to be so many, but you're right. Yeah. It, yeah it, and there wasn't
0: any these. this year. So how, is there any strategy changes for you when it comes to GPPs in these, in these uh, no cut 70 man field type of events?
1: Yeah, I think there's no doubt. You can definitely get more aggressive. Like obviously when we get down and here's the thing too. What special, do you mean by aggressive? Meaning uh, you get like the stars and scrubs becomes more prevalent because obviously you want to fit more of these guys up top. You feel like these are where the winners come from. It still is to your point, a very tough track. You're going to like Scotty could go out and this could be the one that he finally does find the putter and boat race or something like, so you're going to need some of these guys most likely, but people will go, go heavier at that. And I think it's the right way because the point is like, you see, this is also a very solid field at the bottom. This is the top 70 players for the entire season. Again, there's some uh, asterisks there. Like people are saying, how does a, uh, how does a guy like Neesmith get in? But it's because of top tens back in the swing season that play out. I know there's all that conversation, which again, could be part of the reason some of the juice gets sucked out with some of the names. You just are like, what, how this guy and not that guy. When you see, like you said, JT, Lowry, Scott, guys like that that don't get in. It's just the way it works, man. Everybody's playing the same game. They want to go play those people make fun of Tony now for playing all the easy events. But really, I think it's a uh, Andy lack has talked about it. The guy optimizes his schedule and that's what he chooses to do. You want to do it. You can do it too. Set up your schedule. You're allowed. You're a big time winner, pro, play whatever you want. But you know, he finds his way through it. Either way, though, going back to it, you can get a little bit crazier down low because you're not playing amateurs. You're not playing qualifiers or randoms. There is legit golfers in these in this 6K range that are solid and can score and put up enough points where you get the I deleted it out now, but or closed it out. But the Tyler Duncan effect you just brought up for the winner of our listener league last week. More scoring, of course, but still. Tyler Duncan way outscored his finishing position. Well, that works. And that plays quite well at a spot like this. A guy could get a 30th or a 25th, but score heavier than that. And that will matter more. So definitely could take more chances, get more aggressive. But to that point, last point I'll make, Kenny, is if you want to play a little bit of the game theory angle, it's, you know, the majority of builds are going to be stars and scrubs. Keep in mind, you can get different with your stars and scrubs. If you start your stars and scrubs with Victor Hovland, Tyrell Hatton, you're different than people starting it with Scotty and Morikawa or whatever it is, Ron Morikawa, Rory and someone. So you can still get different within Stars and Scrubs and switch it up that way. But I also think there's something to be said for, okay, I'm going to skip that and go like, what if the 8K range just goes off? What if we see a leaderboard of Homa, Fina, and we'll get there, but uh, Harmon plays good. Car- Cameron Young, Sam Burns, Sung what if they all show up? not many people are going to have as many of those in their lineup. So you can either skip scars and stars and scrubs or go like Scotty with two eight K guys and skip all these nine K guys. We're about to get to in a minute, but before we get to them, you can add more to the strategy. Kenny talk cash strategy. I know you've got yeah. one here.
0: And then I mean, yeah, when it ahead. comes to cash, usually in these type of events, these no cut events, I end up going balanced. Uh, you know, that's what I normally have done. Um, This year, this event here, I don't know what you could call my lineup because right now I have an 11K, a 9K, an 8K, two 7Ks, and a 6K. That's how my lineups are going. My cash game cornerstones are 11K, 9K, 8.7, and 6.3 or whatever. And that still leaves you almost $15,000 left to fill out your lineup. That's the way I'm going about it. I think... A lot of the problems that I've been having in cash is because I go in with a mindset that I have to play it a certain way because this week because I have done this for so long that I need to keep doing it this way. But I, I think that's wrong. I think I need to, I think you need to adjust week by week, field by field. Um, and it's a lot harder to do, you know, especially if you've been, playing and making your lineups a certain way for years you know cash has been my bread and butter for years that's how that's how i got into biz you know i mean i'm not a great GDP guy but you know when i first started i was really amazing at cash uh and, and in the last couple of years it's sort of gone downhill i mean it has been horrible one year was horrible but you know it's been right around the middle of the road Right. And, you know, that's not really where I would like to be. And I think the biggest problem I'm having is that I get stuck in a mind frame and I don't adjust quick enough. And I think honestly, with the fields that we have, especially this year, what we've seen, you know, you can go from one week where it's, you know, the, the greatest field ever to like the worst field you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> you know, and so you have to be able to adjust And so for this particular field, from what I'm seeing, my first cash game cornerstone is going to be John Ron. Um, $11,100 is not cheap. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and start with him because, first off, what I'm looking for in cash this week is, has he had a good finish recently? Have they had a good finish here? And are they good ball strikers? So, Ron, you know, he had the runner-up at the Open Championship. Uh, I think he topped five here, top seven here last year. And you know he's one of the best ball strikers out there. Uh, So I'm going to go with Ron first cash game, cornerstone also um, in his last 10 FedEx cup playoff events, not including the tour championship. uh, Let's just take that out with 30 man field. Uh, So the other events since 2018, 10 events, top 10 in all 10. So the floor is very high for John Ron. He's finished top 10 in every single playoff event he has played. Uh, since you know, 2022, 2021, 2020, 2019. So in those four years, uh, not including the tour championship, he has finished top ten in every single FedEx Cup playoff event he has played. Uh, so you have the floor and you have the upside. Uh, I really like John this week. Uh, contemplating even betting him at nine to one, making him and like one other guy the main betting card. I, that's not where it is, but I still have room to do that. Uh, so that that could be a possibility. Uh, now, if we're going GPPs here, I don't know. I'm having a tough time. I think I want to play Hovland because you could do so much with that ten thousand two hundred dollars. Uh, you know, you're saving two thousand dollars on Scottie Scheffler uh, because Shefflin would be the other guy I was looking at, but Hovland being two grand less than him, uh, ball striking wise, you know, it's there. One of the best ball strikers out there. Uh, you know, far and accurate off the tee. I think he makes a lot of sense. And then I think I'm going to play the lowest owned uh, out of the other two up top. I think that's the way I'm going to go about it. My gut says, Rory, we'll see how it goes because it, it, when it comes to ownership, a lot of times time well, it's, it's changed because, you know, do you think them both Rory and Scheffler missing the cut last year will have any impact on their ownership?
1: I don't know about that, but I was going to say that I don't the, think, it, I don't, I don't you, think you, I don't know have any. you can afford them easily with this pricing, Kenny, there is still people that will look at it and say, again, this keeps it in check. doesn't? I'm not saying they're low-owned. I'm saying this keeps it in check. Where it doesn't go crazy, even with the Stars and Scrubs, is because look at Scheffler here. Again, including all the seasons, all the years. Miscut, 14th, 15th, 43rd. Miscut back in the day. Rory, miscut, 12th, 47th, 4th. We're just rattling stuff off, but it's to point out where I, I do think, and I was going to make fun of your, your lineup name, instead of Stars and Scrubs, maybe it ends up being Scars and Stubs, and it just comes in, misses both ways, like stub your toe, scar your ankle, leg, whatever, because you don't really have Stars and Scrubs. You're not going all the way up. You're starting with ROM, but then you're mixing just like a 9K and 8K and down. Stars and Scrubs is going to be a little bit heavier up top and more, uh, you know, Scrubs down low. Huh. But then you're not really balanced, because I think balanced here would be like Xander Cantlet. Like someone starts like 10 and 9-8 and just leaves those other guys up above them out. And again, however you want to look at it is up to you. I'm just making fun of it. But just saying in general, I think Hovland goes a little overlooked there because of it. And I think what ends up happening is the guys up top just get spaced out because I really think that there's a, an opportunity here and there's other guys in this next range that people will want to play.
0: Yeah, let's go to the next range. My second Cascade Cornerstone is going to be Morikawa. Again, runner up uh, a few weeks ago, top five here in the past one of the best ball strikers in the world. There you go. I'm sort of trying to keep it simple. Uh, when it comes down to it, I'll go with Morikawa uh this week uh, again. Yeah, and you know, he has that runner up His iron games. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, he hits a shit ton of fairways uh, ball striking. One of the best out there. He's not his, his short game has improved, you know, it's still bottom half, but it's not like bottom 10%, bottom 20%. It's literally bottom half. Uh, of this field so uh there has been some improvement uh in that range so uh, i like him for my second cascade cornerstone i like fowler uh a lot i mean just the stats um roll out to me and he's had an unbelievable year uh it would not sort of shock me if he came out and won this event um and i think i'm gonna play speed do you think speed is gonna be overlooked that's what i'm hoping I'm uh, hoping I he, we get. Yeah, I think he will be. Actually, I again, maybe really overlooked.
1: No, it gets balanced somewhat, but I think he'll be squeezed between definitely uh, Fleetwood, Morikawa, Fowler, Hatton, like all, all the
0: guys that you mentioned, are some
1: of the guys I, I like. Think they're the, going to be more popular than him. Cantlay's uh, getting old too for sure. I don't care yeah, about his, so, his so I like so.
0: I like the fact that you know over his last fifty rounds, his iron game has improved so much. Uh, you know, you worry a little bit about off the tee, but hopefully, he keeps the driver in the bag on a course like this, and it's speed gets magic beans uh and, and you know who knows what can happen with him so i, I like him and i think he's going to be under own and i think he makes a good gpd play tamo
1: yeah I, I like the other guys so i said two or three up top i was kind of picking between but in here a lot of guys like Cantley, hatton fowler fleetwood cowher they're the ones that stand out that's most the guys but that's why i'm saying maybe less up top and if everyone does get to but now it makes me think like when you asked your question how, how like if those guys just stay in check scotty and rory and rom and whatever and all that like uh, this is where i think people could load up because the balance build down here would easily be like a fleetwood morikawa and just use some 8k guys because 8k's has some dudes in there too but for me popping on paper early is Cantley for sure hatton for sure and then fleetwood and kawa and and then it would i guess be rory over speed sorry ricky over speed but those other four really pop on paper i suspect Fleetwood and Morikawa are, are going to get pretty popular as well. A lot of people bet them and rush to, to hit the number on them this morning, 33 to one, or whatever it was on, on both of them. So, yeah, I, I think this range will get still used up quite a bit.
0: All right, let's go to the AK rates, Tamil. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Again, just trying to balance the same stuff I've always used, like Wyndham Clark at 8,500, just above the average price, still sets up pretty well for me um looking at jason day again i go a little bit more longer term i know it's not everyone's excited about what he's been doing lately but uh he did have that second like what, what did he do miscut 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 and second i think it was something like that so jason day um, i like I day
0: that. this week i think he's another guy who's going to be overlooked if you're looking for ownership leverage i think that's a good play him and spieth uh, yeah in cam, that,
1: uh, cam young the- definitely have interest in him here as well he's another guy that pops for me in the stuff i was just talking about and then Here's my dilemma. Like, I guess Burns, you could play off a good week, but my, the two I was thinking about in the middle, Kenny, Decky or Harmon, because Decky checked out last week. I don't think, like, obviously the stats show he played bad. The guy was just over it. He, he just was not going to grind back from that. He was just moving on to the next stage. Now it's the playoffs. Now there's everything on the line. Can he turn it around? And at 8,400, that's a good price tag on Decky. At least I think so. And, and then also, Going to it from the other angle, I think Deaky was second here a couple of years ago as well. But the other guy Harmon, there was some little stuff slipping on the broadcast. I'm not sure if you heard this. Again, I watched it, wasn't excited about, it, but I watched it, and they were talking about Harmon already being there and getting ready and stuff, and showing off videos with the swing coach and like he's absolutely dialed. I'm not sure if he's worried that others are going to like he needs to stay inside that rider Cup, and I yes. don't know how far he can drop compared to the others with what's left. My point being. I think he can drop out. And I think he is determined to not drop out and make sure he's in it. Obviously the, the, um, the open helped him out a ton, but he was not making the team. If not for that, I don't care how good his season is. And people will say whatever about this. There is favorites. There is like you said earlier, and I forgot to comment in on this and I'll take it out on Brian Harmon. I love the guy's play, but and good for him what he did at the open, but JT is like 75, 25 to make the team. In my opinion, I think again, it becomes down to the history, the camaraderie, friends with Tiger, all this other bullshit. You could say it don't matter. I don't care what you say. There's boys clubs in life and everything. He still fits it. He has good, he has great history in Ryder Cups. He has good camaraderie with partnerships. And also the blow up holes that he's been having lately do not lean towards, like those are fine in, in match play. In yeah, really that bad. type of play, yes. You can get away yeah, with he it, can, man. And he also, can get a
0: 12 and be fine. Yeah, you know look know how I'm fired saying? up yeah.
1: this guy was. It doesn't matter like all this stuff. People oh, but he played so bad. And then he played, like people play shitty all the time and then come out and win a tournament. It's like it I think he has to play. I think he has to I think he has to
0: go to Europe and play. I think
1: reason. he will though. And that's another piece I was going to add. I mean, I meant to bring this up to you earlier. I think if he just shows the grind continues and like he put that like I don't know, if you saw his Twitter message last night, like he did the fingers crossed for making it when he was 71st, but after that he put like basically talked about how it was his grind and how he's going to keep working at his game and he'll learn more from this like from this miss than then he would gain from making it. Like he he needs to learn from this experience, I think that's like a set a stepping stone or like the setup card to then go to event in Europe and hopefully play well for himself. So he can do it, but at least show that he's got to put the grind in because it didn't work out on the PGA tour to get to the playoffs. And that'll show Zach Johnson and co and everybody that he's in. I I don't know. I just think he's in no matter what. So I, I feel like he's, it's skewed higher than what most will give him 50, 50 or say he shouldn't be on the team. That's fine. What you think I'm talking about what I think happens, not what I, my beliefs, but in general, I think Harmon is still interesting, and, and I think he's going to grind, man. I don't think there's, you know, it's not I want to know open, so now I can just quit on my game. And at 8,300 for how he's been playing, I don't expect him to putt the same way, Kenny, but go look at the numbers, man. Like second, ninth, twelfth, the win at the Open, third here last year. I don't know if how many people get there because there's so many other good names around him, but I actually have interest in them for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you made me just click this button, so so I clicked them right now. My 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 third Cascade cornerstone is here. It's going to be Tony Fee um, at eighty seven hundred again. Simple, good recent finish, top finish here in the past. Elite ball striker. I, I I I'm going with that. You know he's going to be supremely motivated because what is he like? Nineteenth in the Ryder Cup standings, seventeenth. He really has to show something here. Uh, you know, because I mean it's not guaranteed he's on the team either. Uh I think I would rather have him than JT. Uh, but you know, we shall see. So I think he's going to be supremely motivated. And you know, it's hard to judge the motivation factor for golfers. But for some reason, just in my gut, I feel like that Tony can rise to the occasion. Uh and that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm going with that. So, you know, outside of the three main things I'm looking for, like I said, ball striking, recent form, and and course form, you know, I, I gut says I just have a feeling that he's going to play up uh, to his potential just so he can prove that he deserves to be on that Ryder Cup team. I can't say that about everyone. We just talked about that with Justin Thomas. I mean, he lost three strokes with his irons uh, on a day where he needed it, you know. Uh, I don't get that vibe from JT, but I do get that that, that that motivation type vibe from Tony Fina. I, I, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit, but you know, sometimes you just go with your gut. And, and, and I'm going with it right there. And of course he had the what the top 10 the last time he was out. Um, other guys, I thought about Homo, but I can't do it. Like I said, uh, you know, I play Homa on Homa tracks. I don't think he's finished better than 50th at this event in his last in in six tries. Uh so so no homo for me. I do like your Jason Day call. Uh, I think I'm going to play a little bit of him. What do you expect for Fitzy? Because his course history here is pretty spectacular. Uh, do yeah, he's he gonna... another guy I was looking at,
1: too. Like, again, yeah. you, you go and look at it. Let me just see here. So, man, it's tough what you're going to get from him. And because of all the other names around him, it kind of, you know, makes it a little I think, tough. I think
0: I would rather play Sam Burns. Uh, I, I you know, just think
1: people aren't going to play him as much, even with the history, because when you've got people play Homer no matter what, Finau for sure, uh, and then you've got Morakow and Fleetwood that we already talked about above him in the nine can. Then below him, you've got Wyndham Clark, Cameron Young, Sam Burns, and of course, my guy Sung Jay. I just don't see how people click the Fitzpatrick button very often here. We'll see how it shakes out, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, Burns and Sung Jay interested me at the bottom. I think the prices are very, very fair uh Sanjay's had good good history here he had a really good showing last week he has been up or down boom or bust in the last couple of months but that's why i'm not playing him in cash uh you know you play him in gpp's hope for his Hopefully, you get his boom week and we'll see what happens uh, yeah. i did bet him 55 to one with eight places each way so he was one of my two bets that i've made so far the other one was um mount morikawa just straight up 28 to one so those are my my two bets that I've had. I'll probably I will add more. It'll be a, on Wednesday at Cup's Corner. Um, uh, let's move on to the seven K range. It's getting a little tough here? Um, uh, I mean I, I like I like the bottom of this range a lot. Like Cameron Davis again, good form, good history. Um, uh, you know, ball striking, not elite, but very very good. Uh, you know, one guy that I can look at, Justin Rose. I mean, a few weeks, like a month ago, he was like. 9,500 in a field like this, right? 9,000 in a field like this. You're getting uh, Justin Rose at a super discount at like $7,200. You know, he's still top 20 in my model or 14th in my model, you know, basically green the whole way. Top 25 in every stat that I'm looking for. Uh, Lucas Glover. Coming off of his win again, he's not the type of guy. You know, he's his fifth win. He's 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 almost forty years old. Uh, you know, he has a wife that doesn't let him outside the house. So it's not like he's going to go out and party his ass off. He's probably focused uh, on this week. He's still <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I can go back to him. Uh, the upper range is I don't know. Like Straka interests me, but I don't. There's nothing that really pops out to me in that upper range. Tam, but what do you think of the seven K range?
1: Well, first of all, why is there no seventy nine hundred dollar guy? They literally did not use that price point this week by the looks of it. I just double checked. Like uh, that's weird. They, did not. they, they, they that just weird. skipped it and said, forget that one. So I thought that was pretty interesting just standing out right away. But in general, I, I think here's the spot. So Henley 7,800. I don't care what he did on those last three holes last week. I mean, he's definitely going to get popular here at, seven, at that price tag. The stats are just as good as they were last week. I know it's a stronger field, but the price adjusts for that. He's 7,800. So I think he'll pick up some steam connor's looks pretty good on paper again you go look at his stuff across the board very solid lucas glover interesting spot was he i think he was 7300 last week right which is hilarious because i've talked about this plenty in the past when a winner gets more expensive they typically do worse and you're like you think lucas glover wins last week oh was he 9k now he drops to 74 that's a good spot to hop on he actually went up a hundred dollars so maybe uh you know the, the narrative gets pushed but at the end of the day We'll see. His numbers look really good on paper, and that's why he won, and that's long-term. That's not just including last week. Obviously, they'll look good with that. Uh, Jager in a no-cut event like this, looks really good on paper at this price tag. I'm a Jagger guy, but at $7,300. Again, bogey avoidance is okay, but his tee to green is really good, and he still look good. I mean, we've seen him put up these crazy low rounds. I don't expect that, but just find your way around. And again, he's a guy that's when he's missing putts, like Brian Harmon, going back to him, not saying they putt the same, but just using an example where, again, people like will say oh, but they made all these putts or whatever. Well, if they missed them, they just didn't make a 40-foot birdie. They made a par. Pars will play here and move on. So it's not like they were, you know, putting themselves in bad spots. Their ball striking can put them in a spot to be able to have those opportunities. So I think he is a good in a good spot here. Who was the other I guy? I think hey, there's Den- two
0: There's two guys I think that you could really get some flop lag on. Danny for the sure. Seven K. Denny and Ra. Think thing about Denny and Rye is when everybody's on them, They suck balls. Like, Denny was 75% owned in double-ups last week. He was in one of my cash game cornerstones. Uh, He missed a cut by one, but he had, like, birdie the last to get there. Right? And then you had – and then you got Rye, uh, you know, who missed a cut as well. Both those guys, it seems like when no one's on them is when they go off. Like, when there's no pressure, when no one's expecting anything from them, they play well. Uh, And I I think after last week how much they burned so many people – uh, you know, and it's not like, it's like a Finau or, a or a Spieth or, uh, you know, a Hovland that's burning you, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not that level. So c- people coming back to him, I think will be a lot, it will be a lot less likely to come back. to him. I, I will I mean, tell
1: you right now that people go back to Rye for sure. Maybe not. Danny. I don't
0: know. We'll see Rye for uh, sure. The 7k. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's priced more than anything. He's priced down there where he shouldn't be other sites like him. He's got great stats across the board. He hits fairways. He's solid tee to green. Most of the other stats are good. He's a great scrambler. So even if he does miss the greens, like I, I just feel like, and then you go, look, he's got a 12th and a 26th here in two of the last three years that he's played it. So I don't know. I feel like people will still go to ride. but one guy we forgot. Uh, did you hear Benny Ann talking about the Korean fans? Did yeah, I saw that. that. Yeah, that yeah, was I'm awesome. I'm a fan man. of
0: Benny this week. Yeah, I'm a fan.
1: And ben, Benny just looks good, right? And again, I think he'll get some steam here. maybe that well, again,
0: off good, McCart- form, oh. good form, good form. Good course history. He has a 12th year in the past. Great ball striker. Keep it simple, fellas. Keep it simple.
1: Yeah, and, and of note, just before we go to the next, or if you have anybody at the bottom, but just to say it, this was the range I was talking about, Kenny, when you've got Corey Connors, Denny, where people will say flop lag, but then hop back on at least some. Benny Ann, Glover coming off the win. People always play Siwu. Jaeger, who I just talked about, people are already talking all day about how cheap he is. And then you still have some other dudes there like Davis and Poston and them. Not all will get owned. I'm talking about when you're when you're looking at roster construction though and a range. Think about what this range fits perfectly with. This range fits perfectly with Scotty up top. This range fits perfectly with Rory, with Rom. And then you could even go balanced and play three 9K guys or two 9Ks and 8K and land here. So this range will get beat up quite a bit. And that's like sort of that 7,800 Russell Henley but then like dropping down to Connors down to Davis or somewhere in that range, maybe up, maybe down to Jaeger, but either way, 73 to 7,800 looks like it's going to be extremely popular this week.
0: All right, let's go down to the 6k range. I do like uh, Svensson who's gained, you know, 4.2 strokes tee to green or more in his last three events uh, has gained. I think something like six and a half strokes uh, with his approach in his last three events. It seems like his game is coming together good uh, at that price. I definitely would like to play him. Um, Other guys down here, Andrew Putnam is going to be my final cash game cornerstone. He's only $6,400. I think he's played this course three times in the last, since it's been either a WGC or a FedEx Cup playoff event. He has a fifth, a second, and like a 25th or something like that. The second came, the first year was a WGC event, so it was against a big boy field. The fifth came last year uh, when it was a FedEx Cup playoff event. Uh, so this guy likes this course a bunch. He makes a shit ton of cuts here uh, recently. Just get me in as my punt play down here, so I can still afford two mid-price seven thousand five hundred dollars golfers. Right now, it's Benny Ann and and Cam Davis that are filling it out. That might not fill. That might. That might not end that way. Uh, but that's how it goes. So my cash game cornerstones uh, for this week are going to be John Rom at eleven thousand one hundred. Morikawa at 9,000, Finau at 8,700, and Putnam at 6,400. That leaves you 14,8, 14, 14,9 14, or something like that to fill out the rest of your lineup. Other guys in this 6K range that I will be looking at, Um, I mean, Lee Hodges is, is interesting down here. Um, Putnam, I said, Nick Taylor, he sort of rates out pretty well uh, at this course for me. I'm interested in him. Uh, Hayden Buckley down really cheap again, a good ball striker. Uh, someone that I can look at who do you like down in this range? Well, how
1: how can uh, how can Eric Cole ever make a bogey? The guy just chips everything in, makes everything from downtown. So, I mean, he's gonna be there, but just some of the other guys there's actually uh, Chris Kirk, flop lag, he was 8,200 last week, drops all the way down to 6,800. Again, I'll just play that based on long-term form. Nothing crazy, but solid T to green long-term, solid scrambling, good on bogey avoidance. Some of those stats I was looking at. Smalley fits that bill as well, so he would make sense to me. Um, Spawn, Lee Hodges, Kucher, some of the other guys that fit that. And then Putnam, who you mentioned, I actually bet him this morning, I think it was 150 or 125. I'll have to go look it up. But uh, he fit the the model based off of that stuff. But in general, um two other guys Canadian Nick Taylor down at 6,200 and then there was one more person here that I missed oh I said him it was Coocher. Coocher K- actually again not as heavy for Tita Green and I just wonder did he have like a crazy round this past week too forget what happened anyway he came 38th but the point was he's made a couple two or three cuts recently and at the end of the day I got no problem at uh, at the price tag just playing it but he'll he'll play it safe he can scramble all that stuff there's some other guys around him, like you said like Hodges Putnam those they'll they'll get pretty popular though I think maybe Nick Hardy would be one other guy I would consider just on somebody I played last week that can come through but he can make a lot of mistakes too so not as ideal
0: yeah Shank is interesting down here Kitty Am is interesting we'll see how it pans out when I do my final player pool I'm not, sure not whoever Shank, I leave I, out Sh- Shank is what? 64 I don't mind that either yeah yeah i don't mind that play i'm sure that you know whoever i leave out is going to win or top five happened last week again make sure Jaeger. you tweet that
1: out that's been Yeah, Jaeger
0: good. was one of the ones i tweeted out i think he finished fifth uh the week before it was lee hodges and i think he won so <laughs> that's how it's going check the twitter feed to see who i the last three guys i leave out of my player pool one of them is going to top five or win i guarantee you that all yeah. right um bets Tampa, go ahead three bets benny
1: ann 75 Keith Mitchell, seventy-five, and Putnam. It was one twenty-five. What I got him at?
0: I got. I said mine. Mine's Morikawa, twenty-eight to one. Sung Jae, fifty to one, with eight places each way. I'll add. If I just add one, it's going to be Rom. If, or I'm going to spread it out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I do. I do like Rom a lot this week. For one and done, I mean, I'm out of it. I even tried to go to the site. The site's down, so it's probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who I have left. I'll play somebody. I don't know. Maybe I'll try and go crazy and play like Benny on or something like that, or Cam Davis. Yeah, or like uh, Cam Davis. I've got one that's
1: in three hundred and seventy fifth. Obviously, like no chance of winning, but I want to like just get a little push in there, make five hundred plus bucks or something, just be something. So it's like move on to next year's Mm -hmm. buy-ins, whatever. But it was a, a fun season, and yeah, we'll see. There's a couple weeks left here, but yeah, I'll see what I've got left. I'll know probably on the Mayo Show on Wednesday, but that's the only one I care about, and I don't think I have very much left. I think I have to use somebody here like maybe Fitzpatrick I might have left. Like you said, as I had history, I can't just imagine too many go to him with whatever else they've got. So maybe him, maybe Harmon, if people don't have them and, and they probably still don't want to play him, just a little conviction spot. So I, I don't have anything major there for you, Kenny.
0: All right, well, I think that's it. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article at gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30% on a sub to Gups Corner.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Toetag and Tambo. We got this week and next week. Left for the tidbits, the tour championship with, te- what is it, 30 guys playing or something like that. There's just not enough to go around. There's lots of good stuff out there you guys can check out. They'll be back for NFL after that. So follow me on Twitter at Toetag and Tambo. I'm done calling it X, by the way, going back just to the old school. I'm trying to read it. Go back to the real name. And then uh, ShipItNation.com. You guys can check it out. Have some big news coming this week. So check it out at ShipItNation.com. You can find all my stuff over there behind the scenes when it comes to PGA, NFL, NBA, everything else that I'm doing. And we've got all the other sports over there covered for you as well with MLB, MLB,
0: and NHL around the corner. All right, that sounds good. It's playoff time, baby. Let's win some motherfucking money. DJ Nation. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan penny while I'm these birds. Tipping on Siroc, trip mugs with the words.